Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. We read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Everybody say, uh, same spirit of faith. All right. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13 says, I'm not going to go too far back there. It says, we having what? We having the same what? Everybody say the same spirit of faith. It says, for we believe and therefore speak. Is that not so? Huh? We having the same spirit of faith according to as it is written. So the spirit of faith is based on what is written. Is that not true? I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So the spirit of faith is believing and speaking what God has said. Is that not true? Not speaking what you see. We saw from the 10, 12 spies that went to spy the land of Canaan that they all went to the same place. They all saw the same thing, yet 10 reported differently and 2 reported differently. The 10 that reported gave what the Bible called a bad report or an evil report. What is a bad or evil report? A bad or an evil report is a report that is based on the condition or the situation. It is speaking according to the senses or speaking according to the opinion or the situation that we can see or feel or interact with. But the two spies, Caleb and John, spoke according to the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith believes what God has said. If you remember, when Joshua and Caleb replied why the people were murmuring, he said, don't rebel against God. Did you understand that? Don't rebel against God. What, what were they telling them? Don't allow what we have seen and where we have gone to make you rebel against the promise God gave to us in Numbers 13 verse 2 that he has given the land of Canaan to us. Many believers are rebelling against God's word in their life because of the situations they find themselves. So we said we've been born into the same legacy, the same ancestry of the spirit of faith. We no longer allow what we see to inform and frame what we believe and speak. We only allow what God's word says. Say amen. amen. Am I making any sense? So we said in the New Testament that the basis of the spirit of faith is who? Is Christ. Say amen. amen. Now go to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. We're going to pick up from there. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. We establish that as born again believers, we have been saved into a holy calling. Say to someone close, say, my calling in Christ is holy. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, it says, Therefore, holy brethren. Who are the holy brethren? Say me. Hello. Ask your neighbor, are you holy? 
What is your answer? Yes. Say, I am holy because he calls me holy. Do you understand that? You are not holy because of you. You're holy because of him. You're holy because of Jesus. See, you are not smarter than God. God didn't base this thing on you. He based it on himself. Do you understand that? Are you listening to what I'm saying? God did not base his dealings with us on us. He based his dealings with us on himself, which is Christ. So, the spirit of faith calls me what he has called me. The spirit of faith sees me the way he sees me. Say amen. Spirit of faith is speaking from the eyes of God. It's speaking from the words of God. And it is speaking from the power of God. When you speak according to the spirit of faith, heaven credits your report as good. And heaven will relate with you according to, to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Many are giving a bad report of their life. They are allowing their condition to give a bad report. When you allow what you're going through to inform and frame what you believe and speak about you, about yourself, about your future, about your potential, about your possibility, then that means you're giving an evil report of your life. The Bible says through the spirit of faith, Hebrew 11 verse 2, the elders of old obtained a good report. You can only obtain a good report by faith. Because faith is not based on what you see. Faith is based on what he said. Say, I hear you. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. He said, wherefore holy brethren, the word holy is agios, which means holy or a saint. So in the eyes of God, the day you got born again, through the blood of Jesus, you were made a saint. Sainthood is not confirmed by a church. It's confirmed by the blood of Jesus. Say amen. The reason is because the sacrifice of Jesus made anyone who believes and accepts and confesses the lordship of Christ the righteousness of God. In an instant, you are justified by the blood. Justification is by the blood. Say amen. amen. The blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary justifies anyone who believes and acknowledges the lordship of Christ. So in that instant, the moment you acknowledge Jesus as your lord and savior, you're born again. And in the eyes of God, you are a holy brother. Say amen. amen. He chooses to call you a holy man. Say, I'm a holy man. Say, I don't have a problem with sin. Because I am the righteousness of God. So you only sin when you stop seeing yourself and you stop calling yourself and you stop acting as the righteousness of God. Do you understand that? Are you listening to what I'm saying? You need to understand. Let me show you this. Because in Colossians 1, I didn't go there, but I think I should go there. Go to Colossians chapter 1, everybody. Colossians chapter 1, verses 22 to 23. I want you to understand the power of the spirit of faith. Colossians chapter 1. So you understand how this thing works. And I told them, faith is not positive thinking. It's not trying to look for positive things in the midst of bad things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh, it's, not, it's not trying to um, fill your life with positive energy in the midst of negative Energy. Those are new age crabs. Rubbish. Alright? That's not what we're talking about. Hallelujah. We said the basis of the spirit of faith is Jesus. We're not, we're not quoting philosophy or metaphysics. We're not trying to be positive so that we can release positive energy to clear... Demons don't hear all those things. Though. I hope you know that. They don't, they don't. They don't listen to all those things. Alright. Go to Colossians 1, 
verses 21. Okay, let me begin from verse 20. Colossians 1 from verse 20. Just one. Yeah, it's on the screen. For those of you who are slow with your Bible. He says, And having made peace, through what? Through the blood of his cross. By him, to do what? To reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether there be things where in earth or things in heaven. So that's why I say, not everybody is confused like you. Hello? Have you heard people say, this world is a terrible place? Yes, it is a terrible place. But Jesus also said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So in the midst of the terribleness of the world, there is victory. Why? Because reconciliation has been provided by Christ through the blood of the cross. Are you understanding me? There is a higher life that is available over the hustle of life. And it's in Christ. That's why I said Christ is a person and Christ is also a place. A place of victory. Say amen. amen. The heavenly places is a place of victory. And the spirit of faith is based on him. Hallelujah. Now, verse 21. And you, everybody say me. That were sometime, that was before we got born again. Alienated. Alienated means separated, disconnected. And enemies in your mind by what? The wicked one. The wicked one came from the nature of sin we had. And yet now he reconciled. Say amen. amen. He reconciled things. Then he reconciled us. So in Christ, the elements can favor you. In Christ, all things can work together for your good. Because of the blood of the cross. Say amen. amen. Are, you, are you following this? Yet now at he reconciled. Look at verse 22. In the body of his flesh... Through death. Glory to God. So through the death of Jesus and the shedding of his blood, to do what? To present you. Somebody said to present. Now, now, when you present, your traditional mindset of present is you give like this. Is that not so? But the Greek word for present is different. It means to stand beside. You didn't hear what I said. That means when, you know, when Jesus died, if you read the book of Hebrew, when he rose from the dead, Mary saw him on his way to the presence of God. And he wanted to hug him. And he said, don't touch me yet. He said, for I have not yet ascended to your God and my God and to your father and my father. He said, but go tell my apostles uh, that I will see them as soon as so please. Is that not so? Why did he say that? He was going to the presence of God. He was going to the presence of God with a new body he had received called the glorified body through the resurrection of the dead. And when he stepped into the presence of God, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, said that he appeared in the presence of God for us. Somebody say glory to God. So when he took his blood and presented it before the Father, you were standing there. Oh, you didn't hear me. Through that blood, you were declared justified by God. And as a result of that blood, God swore by his eternal word that he will from henceforth deal with you and I through the blood. He now sees us through the blood. Oh, you know, hear me. And that blood is Jesus. Because the life and blood are the same thing. Is that not so? The life of a man is in the blood. When we talk about the shedding of the blood, we're talking about the life of Jesus. Say amen. amen. Eh? You, you understand what I mean by that? So that's the life. So through the blood that Jesus presented, when he presented the blood, he presented me and you. And he stood beside us. And when the father looked at him, he saw you inside him. And from that day, the same joy 
that flows and radiates in his heart anytime he thinks of his son is the same joy that flows in his heart when he thinks about you and I. Because we are in Christ because of the blood. Somebody say because of the blood. But you need to understand how God works. He said to present you holy. Holy through the blood, not your performance, not your effort. Through the blood. Through the blood. You didn't save yourself, so you can't keep yourself. If you could not save yourself, you can't keep yourself. And the Bible says it's the, it's the one that keeps us. Is that not so? I will show you that in Hebrew sh shortly. It's the one that keeps us. So he presents us holy. That word holy means a saint. Say, I am a saint by the blood. See, because if you don't believe this, if you are coming from a religious background where they tell you saints is when they give you after you die, then you don't know your Bible. A saint is someone who has been justified by the blood. It's from a Greek word called hagios. It means to make holy just like Jesus. So as Christ is, this is why Satan is afraid. Because the spirit of faith emphasizes your position with God. And you see yourself, you talk yourself, and you act from your position with Christ. And that position is the position of the blood. Say amen. The position of the blood is the position of the finished work. And that's where God sees you. And the place of the finished work is the place of your power. Is the place of your advantage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the place of your triumph. It is that place that the Bible declares and calls every born again believer more than a conqueror. The place of the blood. And through that blood, you have been presented. And please, may you begin to see yourself the way God sees you. May you begin to call yourself the way God calls you. And stop calling yourself according to your feeling. I am sick. Who told you you are sick? You are not sick. Your body may be sick, but you are not sick. When you say, I am sick, that means you, you've equated your body as you. That's wrong, wrong, wrong alignment. You're, you're, you are relating with yourself from a wrong perspective. You are not a body. You live inside a body. Am I making any sense? Say, I am not a body. Say, I live inside a body. Say, the I is a new creation. You're a new being. That being can, has never known sin or sickness and he cannot know sickness in Jesus' name. Amen. So never call. Don't call you. When you say, I am sick, you are not saying the new creation is sick. Are you telling me that what Jesus did is 40? Call yourself what he has called you. The power of God always responds to faith. When you begin to call yourself what he calls you, the power of God will flow in your life. Go to like two people say, learn to see yourself the way God sees you and learn to call yourself the way God calls you. Two people, not one. Hallelujah. All right, let's settle down. The Bible says, in the blood of his flesh through death to present you holy. Say, I am holy. I am holy. Because he made me and called me holy. I hope you know that's why you're holy. Because he made you holy through his blood and called you holy. The Bible says, him who knew no sin was made sin for us. Is that not so? That we might be made the righteousness of God. So I am a made righteous man. Say amen. I'm a, made right. I'm a made holy man. The reason you can walk in holiness is because you are holy by nature. Holiness is the lifestyle of the holy. 
Do you understand that? That's what holiness means. It is the life. And you can never walk in holiness if you don't agree with what God calls you. It's like deny what he said and you want to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot, you can't do what he has not done. You cannot call what he has not called. If you are trying to live holiness by you, you are trying to manufacture your own finished work. And I'm very sure your blood cannot even wipe the sin of a goat. Do you understand what I mean by that? And, and I want you to understand the way God thinks and the way God sees. If there is anything that religion does to the word of God, it's to nullify the word. When religion comes in, what it does is that it creates mountains of doubt and unbelief and rejection to what God has said. And when that happens, you cannot receive God's power that confirms and performs what his position is on the matter. So if the average believer in church does not believe they are holy, they will continue to struggle with sin. Holiness has got nothing to do with your clothes. Holiness is a nature you receive the day you got born again. Do you understand that? The Bible said he presents you before his sight, not your sight. God doesn't see you through your eyes. God sees you through Christ. Do you understand me? And, and the wisdom about the spirit of faith is to learn to see your life and your situation through the eyes of God. Through the blood. Someone says through the blood. The blood is the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Through the blood. So he has presented you holy. Say, I am holy because he has made me holy and he has called me holy so I can follow holiness with all men. You know what? Like I told you, why people struggle with sin is because Paul said that. He said, why do you struggle with sin? He said, because you don't know righteousness. You, you don't see yourself as the righteousness of God. You don't call yourself the righteousness of God. So guess what? You struggle with sin. Because the cure for sin was righteousness. Jesus solved the sin problem once and for all through his righteousness. And the beauty is that he gave you and I that righteousness as a gift. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what his grace did. So you and I have received his righteousness as a gift. And that righteousness is the very nature and the life of Christ himself. And that life empowers you through grace to live and walk above sin. But you must see yourself that way and call yourself that way. Do you understand that? But if you keep seeing yourself as a weak, you know, I mean, I'm talking to believers who want to say, say, I have a woman problem. I've heard people said that before. Say, I, I, my, see, uh, I went to preach to someone. Say, Pastor, look, this thing you're telling me about Jesus, my only problem is woman. If, I can, if that problem can be solved, I don't have any problem again. And I told him, I said, you don't have a woman problem. You have a sin problem. It's just that department of sin that you think is the problem. The problem is a sin problem. But the good news is that Jesus has solved the sin problem. You have to stop seeing yourself as a man or a girl with a woman or man problem. So women say, Pastor, you don't say, if I just see a very handsome person, my body could just shake. I say, no. It is your ignorance that is shaking, not your body. And as long as you see yourself as a sinful, weak, you know, say, Pastor, you know, say, body not be firewood. When did the body was a firewood? When was the body a firewood? What's the relationship between firewood and the body? Even if you're trying to be idiomatic, but it just doesn't work. 
The problem where man will struggle as long as man sees himself outside God. You are seeing and calling yourself what God does not see and call. And you're wondering why you're struggling with sin. You will struggle with sin. As long as you say, say na woman, na woman, na woman, no, no more. Once again, you see, you see, they start shaking. Say, na woman, na woman, na woman. It's not woman. Your problem is your perception is corrupted. You are seeing yourself outside the way God sees you. See yourself as holy. Say, I am a holy brother. I'm a holy sister. Say, God has made me holy. And God has called me holy. Say, I am a righteous person. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I see myself as the righteousness of God. And I call myself as the righteousness of God. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Say that one more time. One more time. You are not, you are not a sinner, you are the righteous. You are not a saved sinner. That's an insult. It's an affront on redemption. I can save sinner. The two, it's just like Johnny Satan and God together. It doesn't work. You are either born again or you're not born again. And once you're born again, you need to understand what happened to you. Do you understand that? When you're born again, you've been transferred from the power of darkness into the kingdom of Christ. And that kingdom operates by different sets of perception, operations, and rules. Do you understand that? In that kingdom, you start seeing yourself the way he sees you and you start calling yourself the way he calls you. That's what the spirit of faith is all about. Glory to God. So he says he's presented you what? Holy. Then the next thing is this. He's presented you what? Unblameable. Everybody say unblameable. That word unblameable means faultless. Ah, some of you, your mind cannot take that one. You mean I am faultless. God says as far as I'm concerned, you are faultless before me. But then guess what we do? Our experiences now start fighting God's word. Say, but you don't understand. I am, I, God, I am full of mistake. Oh. God says, you are faultless before me. Eh. I'm faultless. Yes. God says you're faultless. Why did he tell you? Because he wants you to begin to see yourself that way. He wants you to begin to call yourself that way. Because as long as you admit your fault, you will remain there. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. He said, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. Are you rich? You see, some of you, even when you're saying you were saying it with power. Because once you say rich, one of the deceptions in your mind, your mind will just zoom to your account. Last time I checked ATM, it was 5,250 naira, 50 kobo. And the last time I transferred the money, they collected the 50 kobo. So you are salary conditioned. So your salary mindset is rejecting your position with Christ just because you don't have some cash in your account. That's an insult. That, that means your mind, the way you think, is still corrupt. If you don't develop a blessed complex, the deception and the perversion in the world will never allow you to tap into your potential and possibility in Christ. Because the average believer still sees himself the way the world sees them. So when they hear news and they say something about news, economic news, they, they feel it affects them because they feel they are part of the system. No, brother, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We operate by setting different system and a different code altogether. Say amen. And you need to get used to your system or else the world will continue to run the show for you. 
We're all tempted to be frustrated every day. Frustration is whether due to the absence of something you want and you don't have, or something you're trying to get, you're yet to get it, or whatever it thing is. But, but in the kingdom, frustration is forbidden. You're not to be frustrated. It's a casting all your cares upon him because he what? He cares. Because when God sees you, he sees you with joy. He doesn't see you with problem. The people attaching the problem is me and you, not him. Who. When he looks at you, he sees you as his son, full of joy, power. So full of, you are a glorious son, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That word hope means expectation of a glorious life. You're not born after the flesh anymore. You're not born after the order of the spirit. So when he looks at you, he sees you as a place an opportunity to manifest power. So when he now sees you complaining, you're like, what's wrong with this one? That's where faith comes in. Because all your blessings of your position in Christ, they are tangible reality of a different kind. Because it's spirit. And spirit things are not visible, accessible, relatable with the senses. The only way to make spiritual realities to have a bearing in the natural reality is by faith. And that's what the spirit of faith is all about. If you don't engage faith... Everything you are in Christ will just look like one ideological, abstract, you know, nonsense that you just say to feel good. But you forget that it's real. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. Present you unblameable. The word unblameable means faultless. Then the next one is unreprovable. Everybody say unreprovable. Unreprovable means you cannot be accused. That means, hear me brothers and sisters, when Jesus saved you, Satan has no claim over your life anymore. I thought I was going to hear anybody see. See, you know why you can't say amen? Because there are some things that you are still fighting with there. These things don't give you joy. You're not excited about them. Because there are so many lies you still believe about yourself. There are some of you that are areas of your life that are still being oppressed by your culture. What your culture says about you. How you see yourself based on your culture. I'm an Igbo man. I'm, I'm an Aquaibo man. I'm an Equator man. You're still defining yourself by your culture, but you're not a cultured man. No, you're not. You're a child of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. You know what the Bible calls you? You are an overcomer. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. They don't complain, they overcome. Why? Because the nature in you is an overcoming nature. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Say, I refuse to be a beggar. You see, God made you a king and a priest. So, as far as God is concerned, when he's talking to you, he's talking to a king. Just like himself. Hallelujah. You are a priest just like Christ. Your priesthood is connected to his high priest ministry. And the word a priest is someone who has the legal authority to represent a deity. Why do you think you were made the temple of God? Because you are a priest of God. You are the shrine of God in the surface of the earth. If people are looking for God, they should come to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, Hebrew chapter 3 verse 1. He said, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. See, we, we, I hope you know our citizenship is in heaven. Is that not so? Say, I'm from the heavenly. Remember, Christ is a person and Christ is also a place. Say, in him I live. And I move. Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you operate from? So Christ is my residency and my base of operation. Say amen. 
when you understand that, you know that you're sick. I think I missed something. Sorry, I missed something. Go back to Colossians 1. Go to verse 23. I missed something. You notice, after the last word, unreprovable, in his sight. Whose sight? God's sight. Is that not so? Go back to Colossians 1. Or go to your Bible. Leave the case is slow. To present you, please. The spirit of faith is about seeing yourself the way God sees you, calling yourself the way God calls you, amen, and acting the way God wants you to act. That's the spirit of faith. But you see, the spirit of faith is so powerful. Go over the next verse. In his sight, in his sight. The spirit of faith operates from the sight of God. It does not speak your condition. It speaks the position of God's sight. Write that down. The spirit of faith does not speak your condition. It speaks the position of the sight of God. Now, go to verse 23. This is where I want you to get. He says, if you continue in what? In the faith. If you continue in what? Grounded and what? And settled. And be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. The word hope is the Greek word elpis. Elpis, elpis means expectation. See, because of what you've been made to become in Christ, God has high expectations of you according to the gospel. According to the gospel, you are a king. According to the gospel, you are a priest. According to the gospel, you are rich. According to the gospel, you are healed. According to the gospel, you have health. According to the gospel, you are protected and preserved in Christ. But those things will only become operational in your life if you continue in the faith. Somebody say in the faith. What does it mean to continue the faith? To keep operating by the spirit of faith. Because who you are only becomes meaningful and beneficial on the ground of faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because faith is based on what God has said. You stay there. But once you start operating outside faith, you will no longer see yourself as holy. You will no longer see yourself as unreprovable. You will no longer see yourself as unblameable. You start seeing yourself with fault. You start seeing yourself through the defilement of the system of the world. And your joy is going to be in problem. Because you can never have joy in this world. I hope you know that. There is no joy in this world. There is, let me make it very interesting for you. Let me tell you this. That, that's why the system of the world is very loud. They are very loud in the way they show off. And you may confuse the loudness and the flamboyancy with peace. It's not the same thing. Did you hear what I said? They, they just tell you, you know, they dress loudly, ride big cars, and, and when you see them with one um, woman or lady by their side, it could be their wife, it could be their girlfriend, uh, riding big cars. So when you see them on Instagram now, because they can reach you very well now through Instagram, Twitter, all those social media platforms, you say, you say Kai, see life. No, that's not life. That's an illusion. Do you understand what I'm saying? I saw something on Kana, your page. I follow him on, 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 on this thing. And he shows something, uh, um, this singer, I've forgotten his name. I, I don't follow the very but one of these guys, he braids his hair. Um, flavor, thank you. I think you have seen it too. <laughs> He's bringing a, an album that is coming out and some guys, 
One of the chief priests of Kubana was there. He had a bundle of dollar and was putting it in his ear like this. They were all wearing white with money. When you see them, they all know. So they say, say, Chai, see life. You are a fool. You are a big fool. How can you talk like that as a believer? If you're not born again, then, hey, not that it's right, but you are hopeless too. But how can a child of God say, say, see life? Is that life? Then when, what did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth. You just rejected Jesus there. Because you saw uh, Obi Kubana chief put dollar for your ear, like phone. Say, see money. In your mind, you are imagining how you will change those dollars. That's how, how miserable you are. That's why some Christians cannot be happy. Because their, their, their expectation is corrupted. That definition of the essence of life itself is wrong. So be very careful. The bling bling system of the world, they are designed to attract you and enslave you. That's what you don't know. Many of them have no peace. If they are not saved, there's no peace. So occasionally you hear them just say, we thank God. They don't have any relationship with God except they are born again. If you continue in the faith or you maintain your consistency and your attachment to the gospel through the spirit of faith. So go back to Hebrew now. Hebrew chapter 3 verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Say we, are, we have a heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. Who is he? Christ Jesus. We have been saved into a confession or yeah, that's another good translation. Apostle and priest of our profession or our confession. And who is he? Christ Jesus. So let me say Christ is our confession. We are called holy brethren because in the eyes of God, he has chosen to always see us through Christ and not our performance. Praise the name of the Lord. Say amen. amen. As long as we remain in the faith, through the spirit of faith, grounded and settled, we will see ourselves the way God sees us and call ourselves the way God calls us. Now, to remain in the faith is to maintain our confession of Christ Jesus because that's the calling we have. We have been saved into a profession or confession of Christ Jesus. Which brings me to a question that I wanted to pick up. What does it mean to confess Christ Jesus? Is it just to say Christ Jesus? No, that's not what it means. What does it mean to confess Christ Jesus? First of all, let's look at the word confess or profess. In the first service, I said the word profess or confess comes from a Greek word called homolo. Everybody say homologia. Homologia means same. Homo, same. Homologia means the same. Logia means speaking or words. It's from the word logos. So when you say homologia, it means saying the same thing. Everybody say the same thing. Say saying the same thing. Alright? So we say the same thing. Now, there's an English word, when translated in English, the word homologia means acknowledgement. Say that. Say that one more time. So when you homologia, you acknowledge. What does acknowledge mean? Write this down. Because you're learning. Those of you that are not writing. Okay. You're tired. Just barely two hours of the word, you're tired. The word acknowledge, write this down, means to accept or admit the existence or truth of something. Or someone. 
So when you acknowledge, you accept or admit the existence or truth of something. So when, when, when the Bible says we have been saved, holy brethren, partaker of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, what it simply means, we have been saved into a profession of acknowledging Christ. Say amen. amen. The word acknowledge simply means we have admitted and accepted that Christ and what he has done has become our truth. Say amen. amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It is the truth because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I have chosen, we have been saved into a lifestyle of acknowledging Christ and what he has done as our truth. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody shout, Glory, 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 glory. One more time, say, Glory, 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 glory. So, because of that, you are not to acknowledge your ancestry anymore. That's why it says, if any man be in Christ is what? A new creature. You are not to acknowledge the unfortunate situation of how you were raised up. It, is, it no longer counts anymore. The moment you come to a knowledge of the truth, stop blaming your father that didn't do what he was supposed to do. Nobody's father was perfect. Do you understand what I'm saying? Including myself. You know, my children one time asked me, Daddy, there's some things you're not doing. I said, no, no problem. I said, I'm not perfect, you know. Just like my father too was not perfect. I said, but the one I didn't get from my father, I got it from Jesus. So the one you didn't get from me, collect it from Jesus and add it to the one you're learning. Hallelujah. Nobody is perfect in that sense. But we are all working and developing and growing. But praise God in Christ, we can walk in his perfection. I don't have to blame my father's imperfection as a justification to be frustrated. I mean, come on and say, they abused me when I was young. Hey, no, 20 years after... You are still referring to an abuse that took place 20 years. Are you not going to move on? And it's what they say, no, I'm, a, and I'm an abuse victim. You know, I'm an abuse victim. Hashtag abuse victim. That's what's going on in America now. Bill Cosby went to jail for almost, how many years? 10 years. Because when he was very popular and very young, they did very stupid things there. There were a lot of ladies that would throw themselves at him. Because he was a very rich, popular and, and when you're very rich and powerful and popular, you need to be careful. Because if you know how people that manage you, there are ladies that will just come and set themselves up to entice you. Then after you sleep with them, they say you rape them. That's what they did to him. Some even said that they, they gave him drugs. And, and, and guess when it happened? 50 years ago. So the person that say, because of that 50 years ago, I have trauma. No, you don't have trauma. You're an idiot. You don't want to move on with your life. What trauma? So, in Christ, you, because of Jesus, you cannot accept. You've been saved to the calling of Christ, acknowledging Christ. You cannot accept the unfortunate situation of your past, your family, as a justification not to progress anymore. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've been saved into a higher calling, a heavenly calling that is higher than anything anybody has done to you. Say amen. amen. Yes, you were, you, were, you were abused. Yes, you were insulted. Yes, your father didn't train you well. Yes, they abandoned you. Yes, yes, you are not the only one. Everybody has. You know that you don't, you've not heard other people's bad story. That's why you don't think. If everybody tells about bad story, we all know that we're all brothers and sisters in bad story. Do you understand what I mean by that? So stop, stop making what you're going through special. It's not special. Are you listening to what I'm saying? One thing I learned early along in my work with God is not to specialize 
anything that happens, let it go. You have a potential of a glorious future in Christ. Say amen. I'll sit there and I say, you know, you know, we, 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 then you're not going to hear one stupid uh, um, uh, presentation in Instagram and you forget what the word of God says. So, you know, sometimes people don't talk because they are abused and they grow like that. After a while, they become very secluded and, you know, then they will not be using their lack of responsibility to make good decisions as a justification for that. See, that's why. No wonder my husband has been doing me like this. I will show him now. I will show him now. I will show him. Hashtag abuse victim. You are crazy. What's wrong with you? Satan is hiding behind that to call you what God has not called you. God does not call us. A call. Is there anybody in this world that has not made a mistake? Is it because people don't tell you that story? Don't call yourself according to your mistake. You know what God said to Peter? What God has cleansed, let no man call unclean. Warned him. He was struggling to go to the house of the Gentiles. And God gave him a vision of beasts. The reason he saw those beasts was because of Peter. The message was not about the four-footed beast. The message was about to realign or correct his mindset. That God is no respecter of person. That was the message. And he got it. It wasn't about the first. Those beasts, there was one that looked like porcupine. And another one that looked like uh, antelope. What, is that your problem? That's not the message. And when he understood that, the Holy Ghost power flowed through him. And filled Gentiles with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke. In fact, the way God did it was so amazing. They got born again and got filled with the Holy Ghost at the same time. And they spoke it. And they like, yeah, yeah. So this can happen to them too. Yes, because it's God. Hallelujah. Stop limiting the power of God from exploding in your life by your so-called abuse past testimony. Stop it. You've been saved into a high calling, heavenly calling, acknowledging Christ. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Thus to confess Christ or to profess Christ means to acknowledge Jesus Christ, to accept or admit the existence of the truth of who Christ is and what he has done. See, I hear you. Go to Philemon 1.6. You see how it's done there. How do we now acknowledge Jesus? What does it mean to acknowledge Christ? Philemon 1.6. Please, everybody go there. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says that the sharing of your faith I think I'm reading from another translation here. You know. But you can, King James says the communication of your faith. Alright, I'm reading. He said that the sharing of your faith may become effective. See, your faith will not function well until you acknowledge Jesus and what he has done. Say amen. amen. The power of the faith life is in acknowledging the fact that we are rooted and grounded in Christ. See, I hear you. The sharing of your faith might become effective by the acknowledgement of every good. Oh, you got it. Very good. Every good. Everybody say every good thing. So what does it mean to confess Christ or profess Christ? Acknowledgement of every. It didn't just say thing. Everything in Christ is good. I didn't, you didn't hear what I said? Let me repeat that again. I said everything in Christ it's good. So when you discover the thing, you've discovered the good too that goes with the thing. Acknowledging, professing Christ is acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ. The beauty about this is that what is in Christ is in you. 
Oh my goodness. He's waiting for you to acknowledge it. And that's what the spirit of faith does. The spirit of faith acknowledges every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Because every good thing which is in us comes from Christ. Say amen. amen. We acknowledge every good thing in us in Christ. True. Are you ready for this? We acknowledge every good thing in us in Christ through our proclamations, through our confession. That's how we do this by saying the same thing he has said about us in the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrew chapter 13 verse 5 and 6 says, he said, let your conversation or your lifestyle be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Verse 6. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man can do unto me. That's what you should be saying. Whatever God has said in the word is so that you and I will continue to say. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We may continue to what? To say. What has been said in the scripture about who we are in Christ is so we can continue to say it in the present. That's why if you are not a talkative, you cannot be a good Christian. What did I say? To be quiet in Christianity is dangerous. Say no, I'm just saying. Humility doesn't mean to be quiet. It means to be saying what God has said. Did you hear what I said? This is how we fight the good fight of faith. We fight the good fight of faith through the lifestyle of faith demonstrated through the spirit of faith. The lifestyle of believing and confessing or speaking Christ and what he has done for us. 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you also were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many weakness. That's why when situation comes, Satan is waiting for what you will say. And the kind of report you give will determine who will walk in your life. If you give a bad report, demons will show up. If you give a good report, angels will show up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The kind of report depends on what you say. Alright? He said, I urge you, verse 13 of 1 Timothy 6, I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Write this down. Say the lifestyle of faith is a daily preparation. Say that. Say the lifestyle of faith is a daily preparation. One more time. Say the lifestyle of faith is a daily preparation. Why is it a daily preparation? We are called to live the faith life. So every day we must commit to walking by faith and not by sight. When I wake up, I don't look to my body to see how the body that day will be. I open my mouth and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I choose to, what? to rejoice and to be glad. Because in the kingdom, to rejoice is a choice. Did you hear what I said? But if you are led by your condition, then you are not allow your condition or situation to hijack your emotion. So if you wake up, in case you are the type that your bed has the wrong side. My bed doesn't have the wrong side. All the side in my bed is right side. For those of you that have the wrong side of the bed, when you wake up, you say, I'm so sorry, I, I, I woke up on the wrong side. Who, who made that side wrong? I don't know. I don't have wrong side. I have only right side. Amen. I only say what he has said. Say, I hear you. 
We are called to live the faith life, so every day we must commit to walking by faith and not by sight. Our faith lifestyle demands we have daily confessions of faith in Christ in accordance with the word. What did I say? Daily confessions of faith. Every day I call myself the righteousness of God. It's a warfare. Did you hear what I said? As you are confessing the word, you are fighting a war. That war is in your mind. Because there are many things that are competing to inform and frame the way you think. So one of the ways you maintain your advantage in your mind is to declare what he has said about you. See, I hear you. All right? And some of these daily confessions involves the following areas. If you don't have confession, we have enough of that in the house. And if you are following us in the house, you will have confessions. And he said, if you are following me, you will also have confessions. My children have confessions. I have confessions. I have my own confessions I make for me. I do that twice every day. I do that every day because I understand what we're dealing with. And our advantage is only in faith. Say amen. amen. Bible says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. And faith is speaking. Listen, confessions of who we are in Christ. Every day, you must have proclamations of who you are in Christ. I have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I do not have the spirit of fear or timidity. Glory to God. God has not given me the spirit of fear. I'm an offspring of the goodness of God, and he possesses of eternal life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Number two, confessions of what he has done for me. You must have them. You must know what he has done for you. In him I have redemption. Through his blood. Meaning, I do not owe darkness junk. I don't owe you anything. I was fully paid for, not higher purchase. The blood paid full price for me. So Satan can't lay any claim on me. He can't go to my father's side and say, you see, this thing that is happening to you is from your fourth generation. He won't say, I know what was paid. It's not like somebody owing you money and somebody came to pay for you. But if you don't know, the person can still manipulate you. Is that not so? He can do G. You say, hey. Then if you say you'll be running, not knowing that those you're running is useless because the debt has been paid. But when he comes in, when you do G, you'll just be looking at him. Well, hey, hey, because that's what the devil does. You'll be looking at him. He said, hey, okay, my money, my money. He said, which you are, you know, he say, which money? He said, the one that don't pay you. Oh, so you know? Yes, I know. Hey, sorry now, no problem. Because once he's paid, does he have any claim on you anymore? No! If you don't know what he has done for you, you will still be legitimating what Christ has made you legitimate in your life. You will still think that it's normal and human to be sick. To be broke, to be poor, to be disadvantaged because you don't know what he has done for you. So not only should you have daily confessions of who you are in Christ, you must have daily confession of what he has done for you. Say amen. amen. You didn't say the amen well. Amen. That your amen needs to be saved. Say amen. amen. You must also have daily confession of what he is doing in you and through you. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, it says we are children of God and we have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. For it is God who is at work in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If you don't know, you just think you are just alone, fighting alone, and God is sitting one way, very far in the spirit realm that you don't know the address. But when you know you are the temple of God, 
and that the Spirit of God lives inside you, you will speak not with the God is ever no, God is in me. When you pray and lift up your eyes, it's not sky, it's inside you. The residency of God is inside you, for we are the temple of God. You play with this, you play with your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you must have confession of what he's doing in you and through you. Then number four, confessions of prophecies received from the Holy Ghost. Whether prophecies through your pastor or prophecy ministered to you in the place of prayer or prophecy ministered to you when the word of God has been preached. Many of you play with prophecies and that's your problem. There are some heavy prophecies that God has given to us in his heart. You don't say it. You don't believe it. Even when we are saying it, what we try to do was, we put, that's what we put together in our prophetic confession we do every Sunday. When I say, let us say, the way some of you are saying it, it's as if they are begging you to say I don't blame you because you don't understand what is playing out. If your attachment to the word doesn't begin from your heart, it won't work. Did you hear what I said? Are you listening to me? It, you will be walking, how do you say, walking like an elephant. No, sorry, walking like an ant. No, no, no. Walking like an elephant and eating like, a, like an ant. That's a terrible thing. That's what's wrong with some of you. Because you think what will help you is your effort. So you must take this, your business, very serious. You must take this, your job, very serious. Forgetting that the power back in you is the grace of God. Say amen. And grace is only activated and engaged through faith. When you don't confess, what you're saying is that you walk by power and by might and not by the spirit. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what you mean. That's why it's not in your mouth. So the only thing you do have in your mouth is you. When you talk, it's your job. Today, say, I just tired. If you see this, my God, they will harass me today. Attack. Anyway, I will deal with them tomorrow. Then before you go to bed, you'll not be thinking and plotting on how you're going to deal with you because you're behaving like a natural man. You're not engaging your spiritual reality and advantage in Christ. Confessions of your prophecy. For it is how we war in the spirit. Somebody gave an illustration. Kid Butler said something. He said, he told God that he was believing God for something. So he kept confessing it. Listen to what I'm going to say. Kept believing, confessing, believing, confessing, believing. So he, put, he had a date in mind. In his mind, when that date came and that thing didn't manifest, he just felt that. He was disappointed. So he stopped confessing the word and abandoned it. Like some of you will forget it. Then one day he was in a meeting, Kenny Hagin came and taught, and he thought the same thing and did exactly what he did, and he got his own. So he now went back to God in prayer. He said, why did he work for Hagin and he didn't work? Is it because it's the same thing I did? Then God said, do you, do you want to know the answer? Say yes. He said, let me tell you. He said, when you were doing it and applying the prayer, he said it was working. He said, the day you put in your mind was the day you abandoned the principle. And ever since then, he said, what you're expecting is hanging in the spirit. Go and collect it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? How many of you have seen them put corn inside microwave before? Have you ever seen it? Maybe in this of this Instagram. Okay. If you put corn in microwave, the microwave technology works by heating from inside. So when you put corn in microwave, what will happen? It will pop. Is that not so? It will come pop corn. Is that not so? Now, if you put like, say, 100 grain inside the microwave and you turn up the heat... How many of you know that all the grains don't pop at the same time? Do they pop at the same time? No. But if after maybe half has popped, then you now go and turn off the microwave. Will all the corn pop? That's what happens. Once you stop your confession, you stop the, financial, the, the spiritual energy and flow. And all the things that will work will stay pending because you've abandoned your post. 
That's why some of you say it doesn't work. The reason it doesn't work is because you abandon it. Why? Somewhere along the line, you shift from what you believe to what you now see. And you now think it is your effort alone that can help you. Bible says in 1 Timothy 1.18, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that by them you might war a good warfare. God is saying that there's a war going on. Tell your neighbor, say there's a war going on. And that war is being fought with what we say. Better be careful. If all you say every day is domestic, you go to school, when you go close, when you come back, your food is kitchen. Make sure you make food for your, your brother. Honey, you are coming home. What will you eat? If that's all you are saying, you are not winning anything. No. Did you hear what I say? You are not winning anything. Hey, John, how mama day? How papa day? Hey, that thing. I don't get money now. And every time they ask me for money, when I leave me now, I don't know say everything tough. What's all this thing? What, what problem, problem? Then the wife called. Hey, the school fees. Waiting now. Now one key person. Waiting. You don't do now. About kind of. If that's all you say, you are not going anywhere. You are losing the war. Even though the victory has been secured by Christ, nothing is coming out of your mouth to validate the fact that you acknowledge what Christ has done for you. So it won't speak in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That might as war a good warfare. Then verse 19 of 1 Timothy 6. It says, Holding faith and a good conscience which some having put away. Go to 1 Timothy 6, 19. I want to show you something very powerful there. Because some of you are looking at your watch. I want to hit this thing. I want you to get it so you can be delivered for some things. He said, holding faith. How do we fight the good? He said, holding faith. Hallelujah. First Timothy. First Timothy. What are you doing there? First Timothy 1, 18 and 19. Holding faith. First Timothy 1, 18 and 19. 19 says that, that said, through this prophecy... You might wear a very good warfare. Go to verse 19. It says, holding faith. I love this. Holding, everybody say holding faith. And a good conscience. With some, having put away. What does it mean to put away? It means they were doing it. They not decided to lay it aside. Putting away, consigning faith, have made shipwreck. You know what they put away? They put away their confessions of faith. They put it away. They don't say, they only say it, if some, some of you, the only confession you say is when you come to church. When we say it on Sunday. It doesn't, that's not enough. There are, you must have lost for six days before you showed up in church. Joy Austin is going to be with the Lord. His wife had cancer. Diagnosed with cancer. She's still alive. Father's gone. He's the mother of um, Joel Austin. When the woman had cancer. She knew what the word says. You know what she did? She got her confessions from the word. Every day, she would go to the back of the house. The children said they would be seen now. She would be walking like this and be declaring the word. Pacing to and fro. Every day, she would declare the word. Every day, she would declare the word. Every day. After a while, they went to the doctor. They tested her. They could not find the cancer anymore. Why? Because she won the war. She didn't put away a confession. Many of you, what happens is that when crisis comes, you put away. You, you don't even value the word. You don't value the word. You put it away. So there is no really serious attachment and connection to the word. You are not really trusting or relying on the You put it away, then you now made ship. You know what shipwreck means? Katakata. You become a catastrophe. A wreckage. 
Holding faith is through our confessions or proclamation. That's how you hold faith. If you stop doing it, you put away your faith. We war or fight a good warfare by faith through the proclamation or confession of our mouth. Faith, the war of faith is by speaking. The war of faith is by what? Is by speaking. You cannot afford to keep quiet. What did I say? Can't afford to keep quiet. Because Satan is generating condition every day to influence your confession about yourself. True bad report. You just wake up your son's body or your child's body is having temperature or you just hear one bad report. All those incitement, they are meant to engineer a wrong confession from your mouth so you can put away your faith and begin to say what is happening. Oh God, let them get this. Because if you get this, it will change your life. All those situations that are playing out in your life are attempted by the enemy to engineer enough scenario that will fill your mouth with wrong words. So instead of speaking faith, you'll be speaking them. They say, Mama, they're hungry. They say, they don't carry Mama go to hospital. They say, they've been at 500,000. I don't know where we'll get money. What of the ones you say? Now, me say last month, now you know go send to. So all you see, you'll be speaking family problem. They say, Mama, leg, it has gotten worse. So, that when they check the last time, they say they'll do another operation again. Eh. Say, now, wow, which kind of pain be this one for the leg? So. Then you not go home, you not sit down. All you be talking is mama, 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 mama. Some of you, all you talk about is school fees, school fees, school fees, school fees. Nothing is working for you because you are not making anything work. Ask number, have you put away your faith? Faith's word is by speaking. You cannot afford to keep quiet or mute. You must be speaking the word at all times. And in all areas, you must be speaking the word. Hey, what did I say? You must be speaking the word at all times and in all areas. Keep speaking because that is how we fight and maintain our winning ground. I didn't say we fight to win. We maintain our winning ground. Keep speaking because that's how we fight and maintain our winning ground. That's what First Timothy 6 told me. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because you are fighting from a place of advantage. But that advantage will not become your advantage until you maintain your confessions of faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Decide to profess a good confession. Let me round up by saying this. The reason we speak our faith is because... What I'm saying now is more powerful. I'm dropping a lot of truth than the beginning. So if some of you have, your, your mind is tired now, just make sure you listen to the message again. The reason we speak our faith is because it is the only established way to manifest what has been revealed in the scripture and by the spirit or what is written. The reason we speak, that's the only God-established way to manifest them. If you don't do that, that means you don't agree with the way of God. What we say is the word of our testimony. And that's how we overcome. Revelation 12, 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life unto death. We engage our faith through speaking. I'm saying the same thing in another way. We engage our faith. Like my wife always says, you are saying the same thing in another way. We engage our faith through speaking the word to become what has been spoken or revealed. We engage our faith to speaking the word to become what has been spoken 
in scripture or what has been revealed by the spirit. Thus faith is our active response to what God has provided for us through the grace of Christ. Say amen. amen. Remember 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor that through his poverty we might be made rich. Everybody says it's only by faith. Say it's only by faith. Say it's only by faith. Our level of faith operation reflects our level of confidence in God. Your faith, the, the, the measure at which you engage your faith is a measure of your confidence in God. How much you trust Him. Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. And that here ends my series on faith and preparation. Praise the Lord. Go and start. Why are you clapping for me? Lend it in and help your life. All right? Amen. Let's, let's begin to talk. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.